0: comment, and
1: share. All right, we are live. Happy Friday, everyone. Today is Friday, June the 10th. And very excited to be doing another show with V is for Velus. If you have not done so yet, go check us out over at roguenews.com. Make sure you bookmark that, make sure you scroll to the bottom, subscribe. Uh, we'll soon be doing some email blasts, keep you updated on updates on shows and all that kind of great stuff. And then I'll also follow us over at Twitter at The Real Rogue News. This stream should be hitting D Live, the password changed on us, so we got that reset. So we should be simulcasting across uh, most rogue platforms, excluding. Uh, screw tube. So, with that being said, uh, here with Vellas today, uh, V may be in a banana coma. We're waiting to figure out uh, what's happening, but I did send him the link, so hopefully he'll be joining soon. So, Vellas, how you doing, sir?
0: Good morning. How are you doing?
1: Doing doing great, uh, Vellas. It's um, kind of surreal. Very interesting times that we're we're living through that we're navigating uh, with. But uh, thankful to have you here to provide commentary. And uh, give us some some reasoning, some sense of the craziness around us. So 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 go for it. What's on your radar, Vellis?
0: Yeah, I've got a, a a wide variety of topics today. I was going to try and hit the uh, topic of Bill Clinton uh, this week, folks, but I just couldn't I couldn't get to it. There was too much too much other stuff. Uh, got quite a few websites to go through. Um, public service announcement i will be on frank's show on quite frankly on tuesday the 14th i have no idea what we're talking about um <laughs> I us go to frank and say hey i've got prepared content on the following and he's like yeah let's just wing it it's like yeah uh, he's more okay. of a free
1: flow he's more of a free flow type uh versus versus the uh the programming content but um yeah I, I love his perspectives and he always brings a lot of energy to the conversation
0: yeah he had the zeller brothers on last night and was i'm gonna talk about that in a moment i uh God, every time he's got the Zellers on, I, I'm just like a uh, a burning ember of a fire. By the time those boys are done talking about about the st- the stuff they do, plus you know they've got that heavy East Coast accent, so it sounds like you've you've stepped into a bar from Goodfellas while the two of them are talking about whatever uh, whatever they're covering. <laughs> but, um, For sure. Um, so, we got a number of topics we'll cover today. Uh, the other thing too, and I know I posted this on the discord page. Um, the songs of resistance, I'm gonna let hobo sermons take take that over on his discord page. Uh, and I've added a couple of songs myself out there. He's got a very vigorous level of music that's being posted on his his uh, channel on the on the discord page. Um, in my continuing diatribes about the upcoming midterms, everybody um. Please keep in mind the following. There was a bit of chatter about this two or three weeks ago. It's been quiet since, but I know depending on where you go, it's still out there. Um, You'll hear a lot of coverage of various things, which to me are kind of coded references to stuff. A couple of weeks ago, there was a lot of chatter in in various circles about um, right-wing extremists or disinformation peddlers using gaming platforms to communicate their disinformation. Uh, put another way, that's that's like like boards like Rumble or DLive uh or Discord or what have you. And Twitch, none primarily, of
1: the, Twitch Twitch is a huge gaming yeah yeah and really uh, massive.
0: none of none of the stuff I saw out there mentioned Discord by name. But you know it's this thing again about the midterms. The minute they start communicating or, or we start communicating effectively, there's going to be people who want to, want to stop that. So just, just keep that in mind because it's one of the reasons why, why rogue and why Frank show and, and many other folks out there are on a number of different, different platforms. It's also why I like the amazing Polly. She's got her website as well as she's on uh bit shoot. So uh, diversity as far as platforms is our strength these days. Speaking of the Zeller brothers, um, I posted, uh, they have a new website. Uh, I don't know if they got hit or what have you, but they've got a much more hardened website and it's a little bit more professional than the one they had before. Um, I posted that on Thursday night, last night. Uh, these are the two, uh, retired New Jersey detectives, uh, who appear on Frank's show, uh, periodically. Uh, they often talk about law enforcement matters, especially those that are dealing with, uh, trafficking, and their their input is very very top notch they're very good at, at giving you websites or books to read or what have you to get more more background so uh it's uh in in the zeller uh it's posted on um the Vellis discord channel uh https colon forward slash forward slash and then it's it's one word in the zeller z e l l a r.com um Last night, they were talking a lot about that situation out in Provo, Utah. Some of you may have picked up on this. Um, there's no one in the traditional media is covering it. Uh, you know, there's accusations of, the, and I'm using these words very specifically, ceremonial child abuse and trafficking and so on. And there's an there's a out-and-out out war going on between the sheriff uh, and the county attorney, David Levitt. And Levitt's trying to shut the sheriff down. He wants, um, scroll down, up, it's, it's in there. No, it was from last night. I think it's before the sriracha sauce. (laughs) You'll find it. Um, but anyway, um, it kinda it kinda hit, hit certain fringe media or alternative media and then uh disappeared again. Uh the sheriff has been digging into this for some time. Um but the coverage the Zellers were giving last night was that the the county attorney David Levitt like basically owns and runs the uh there you go. Runs the uh the county board. And so they're trying to force the sheriff out. They want him to resign, and you know the the two Zeller brothers last night were talking about the fact that that David Levitt was was uh, and or or others associated with him were accused of, um, rape of their own kids. I mean, it's it's some gnarly crap. It it goes to my other topic I've talked with all of you about 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 the really sketchy crap that goes on in uh, Boulder, Colorado. So that site's out there. Uh, it's one of one of your many references. Um, over the next six months or 12, uh, and I'm speaking from the heart here, uh, cause I'm, I'm, serious about this. We really have no way to know what the next six to 12 months look like. Um, we got a whole lot of chatter. We got a whole lot of stuff. It could be, um, and you know, as I've mentioned on the show, you know, I'm, I'm older than 50 and I've seen a lot of stuff in this world, especially given my professional history with, with large commercial firms and government contracting. So don't let anybody pull the mental narrative on you or the distraction about, well, there's there's always challenging times or what have you. Under normal circumstances, I'd say, yeah, but this this one's off the reservation. So I just want to repeat some things I've mentioned here on Rogue before. Um, the first is is you need the best information you can get your your hands on. Um, if you can afford to pay for certain folks' content, whether it's Mike Moore, Tree Pundit, or Gerald Salente, or Catherine Austin Fitz, or many others, uh, do so. You can cancel that later if it doesn't work out for you, or if uh, the storm has passed, if you will. But you need you need actionable intelligence. You need actionable information, and and I'm very glad to see that the content that's being posted on the Discord page by all of you is is beyond the humor and the occasional uh, flame wars. Um, there's some very solid stuff out there, and I'm I'm very glad to see that. And the same thing with with Frank's d- Discord page. Um, and of course, we here at Rogue are doing our part to the best of our ability, whether that's CJ, whether that's V, Crypto Cowboy, myself, many of the others that are out there beyond the comedic relief of, of uh, Gus Dimas. Um, if you've got friends who work for the government uh, in various agencies or corporations who have access to high-level uh, input and uh, studies from organizations like MITRE or Gartner, or private equity firms, or Bain and Company, or Boston Consulting, or Rand Corporation, or McKinsey. You know, reach out to those folks if you can, and ask them, "Look, what can what can you share with me?" Um, even if it's just verbally over the phone. And I don't mean like what are the best practices in product development or financial management. I'm talking about the high end predictive content uh, about the next 12 to 18 months. Gerald Salente, also by the way, is another another option in that regard. I I read his uh, I read his newsletter. Um, there's a ton of detail I'm hearing out there from a number of folks I know plus some other folks in the alternative space that major corporations have already started freezing hiring uh, as well as planning on reducing staff now rather than later and this isn't a cryptic comment by Bill Gates or Jamie Dimon uh, or Elon Musk about the future this is, this is factual
1: when you, get a, when you pause after the end of this I have a little insight on that as well uh, oh, go ahead go. and continue.
0: Sure. Um you'll need to dig, but you can find what's going on. Uh the other thing too is is in the we're in the second quarter of the fiscal year, um which is an unusual time for firms to make those types of decisions. And that means something is serious enough to make them shift gears at a non-traditional time. Uh major finance companies in particular are pulling back their their overseas investments. Uh Corporations are cutting costs, including obviously the big one, which is staffing. And they're also hoarding cash. Uh, the other thing, too, is, is they started these measures just before Davos and the Bilderberger meetings that have recently taken place. And they know something is coming. What that is exactly, you know, it depends who you talk to. But the, the net of it is, is, is they're hunkering down. Now, you'll hear words like, well, we know there's a recession coming or whatever. And then depending on how alarmist you want to get, how bad is that recession? But you know, we've we've covered here on the show a number of times. I know I have the, the 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 just sheer plethora of stuff we're trying to juggle right now between various shortages, fuel prices, inflation, et cetera, uh, a number of other things. Uh, CJ, what what was the input you had?
1: Yeah, so you know, again, getting back to the, the the hiring perspective, and it's it's kind of twofold: the dilemma and the challenges that they're running into. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people, uh, primarily in, in in operations in these corporations, who look at things strategically based upon profit margin, how much margin is being uh, you know generated. And one of the numbers, and I heard this uh, from a, a few individuals to confirm that it's 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 absolute, is the fact that uh, one significant large drug retail chain has pretty much across the um, the country seized hiring and the reason that they've done this is because they looked upon their their data and their employee data and what they determined was that across about every market based upon the percentages of just strictly humans that are hired not based upon the hours worked, based upon the last few hours there was a huge up pressure to reduce benefits of employees so you had significant amount of corporations who were saying hey we don't want to hire people and, and and work them more than 30 hours and then have to carry their benefits because that gets very expensive. So therefore you had operators who had a tendency to look for more part-time flexibility with, you know, instead of replacing, you know, potentially replacing one full-time employee with three or four part-time employees. And therefore they didn't have to hire. Now what's happening is they're looking at those numbers and saying, wait, we're, we're way overstaffed because we have like 200 more people than what we should have. Because unfortunately in corporate America, um, there's not a whole lot of sense and sensibility to understand that they created that mess. So therefore they're, they're putting a higher freeze out. They cannot open up an actual higher requisition without contacting a director type level position at a, at a district or market level. And that's from one of the major uh, uh, retail pharmacy chains uh, here, here and in the United States. So, so that's a direct example right there. And I'm sure it's happening in multitude of industries as they, they understand the up pressure, upwards pressure of, of obtaining the same profits And, and, and unfortunately guys, it's how it works. You know, I spent 15 years in corporate America and, and I know how it works when they report these things, when they look at uh, EBITDA uh, and they say, Hey, look, you know, you know, we, we have to project what our next earnings are going to be. Th- th- they're never going to go in front of their, their stockholders and say, we're projecting a minus two or 3% for the next year. That's our goal. And this is, they're never going to do that. So unfortunately one of the, the fastest way they can impact, uh, profitability is in the labor sector, so I just want to add that. Go ahead, Vellis.
0: Good stuff, and absolutely, CJ, and you're absolutely right. And I and I've had the same experience myself in in the various industries I've worked in, which is, and CJ's 100 percent correct. One of the fastest, quickest ways—it's like something I'm going to cover a little later about about inflation and fuel prices. Um, one of the fastest ways companies can get uh, shareholders, private equity off their back. Uh, but it also hits the books immediately after you take charges for removing those personnel. But it's labor. La- labor is always a massive hit uh, on your books. It's a massive hit due to risk. Um, you know, when I worked for General Electric, I had a, an HR person once tell me. He said, "If I could, if I could replace everybody here with machines, I would do it." Because he said, you know, this this crap about human resources and we want to help people, and he's like, no, the single the single biggest risk to the company are our resources because <laughs> we could end up in court, they could end up uh, upsetting a client.
1: You know, there's there's a, I got a sales rep that might oversell something. Um, human resource likes to pretend they're in charge up until operators step in and and executive right. level saying, no, this is what we're going to do.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I've I've also been in the room too where where. Uh, I, and I don't want to be this sadistic about it, but I, I there are very few HR departments I've ever worked with that I could say, oh, yeah, that was a great bunch of, fun. it's like, no. Um, but I love sitting in the meetings where the head of HR is being informed. Uh, we're not just going to start offshoring the usuals, you know, information technology, which are always the first people to take a bullet. But it's like, we're going to start offshoring back office operations. We're going to replace some executives. With just high-end consultants who come in and say this should be your strategy now, it just is left to lower-level people to implement it. And and by the way, we're uh, we're uh, going to start offshoring our HR services. <laughs> uh, and That's to my to favorite. That's my yeah favorite. to something uh, CG said a moment ago: EBITDA, uh, earnings before interest and taxes and depreciation, and I forget what the A is. Um, Amortization. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's the st- you know, that's the I hate to say this. I saw this. I, you know, God saw, saw it in 91, saw it in 97, saw it in 2001, certainly saw it in 2008. It's, uh, and any, any you slobs still left working here, you're going to have to produce five times the output. And if you don't, we're going to fire you. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm in the market right now. I'm doing some consulting on the side until I go back into the, to, to the big, uh, uh, the big cat box out there. But, um, I've had a number of conversations along this topic with with various folks out there in, in who are HR people or hiring people, and, and they've all told me the same thing. They've said, you know, on the one hand, pay for folks is, is going up, and there's a lot more flexibility about virtual work, which which is a good thing because, you know, you could be working for a company out of Nebraska and you live in Florida. Um, so that's that's kind of a positive on on the negative here. But the other part of it is, uh, I've had a number of, of folks tell me, they're like, well, the other reason where our pay rates are going up is just inflation. So it's like, it looks like it pays well, but it's like, we're, we're already pre-loading pre, uh, your your labor rate we're going to pay you based on what we think inflation is going to be that it hasn't even hit yet. Because uh, I've had a number of people in government contracting work, which is, is you know, it pays less. And I've had a number of folks reach out to me and say, "Hey, God, have you seen the rates for you know whatever at, at this army facility, this navy facility, or what have you?" And it's like, "Yeah, but yeah, they're they're uh, <laughs> they're 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 uploading the labor rates based on what they think the inflation's going to be." I know that that dollar figure looks really good, but but you know
1: uh, do do your uh, um, due diligence there. Well, the, um, the, yeah, the labor rate, you know, definitely in terms of what that percentages are, and and especially from you know, if you've spent 10, 15 years in, in any type of, uh, mid management to executive level, the other pressure that you have is, is, is corporations that necessarily are not willing to pay for that experience where they're looking at resume. So, so if you're in the market right now, like I would probably leave salary history, maybe off of your resume. And like, when it's asking like salary requirement, I'd probably say negotiable at this point, because you know, what they can do right now is that like, they can like just promote from within, right? Take take a a, a a mid-level, someone they're developing and, and, you know, give them a, a 15 to 20% increase that, that to them is like, that's huge, right? That's very significant. But when you're dealing with someone that can get a, a pay increase to 50 K versus someone with 10 or 15 years experience making a hundred K, what are you going to do as a, as an executive or, you know, for the best for the business? So it's, it's very competitive right now in terms of the marketplace. It really is.
0: Yeah, it is. And, also along these lines, you know, I've also been told I had a couple of people who I've known a long time who've said, "Hey, look, if if you take one of these roles we're talking to you about, you you know what you're getting yourself into. You know, you're gonna you're gonna need to keep taking the hypertension medication because it's like we're gonna we're gonna pay you well, but but we're expecting four times the output because there's just not going to be the supporting staff you might normally uh, have in a role like this." So yeah, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot out there. I know that I've had a number of, they're, they're always, well, uh, what labor rate are you looking for? And it's like, you know, I've had a number of HR people that I know personally where I've told them, uh, or hiring managers where I've told them personally, it's like, look, you, you all know the range I've been paid. So it's like me, me telling you how many dollars per hour, which is not what the conversation is. Um is not going to do either of us any good. What what are you willing to pay? And let's let's work our way backward from there. Because I, I had one firm reach out to me and they said, look, we're on a federal contract. It literally, I mean, because we're under such uh, scrutiny, we're going to get nailed if we do anything over 40 hours a week. So we're not going to have you work an 80 to 90 like you're used to. So we'll pay you less, but we're a lot more generous with the time off. And right now it's it's one one week out of the month in the office or whatever is kind of how they were they were selling it. So, the third item is um, hashtag resources page uh, on our Discord channel, uh, as well as prior rogue shows, not just mine, about steps you can take. Um, you know, I've said on a prior show, go grab a, a OneNote on your PC, you know the application, the software OneNote, uh, or just a paper notebook and start developing outlines of what your needs are, your plans, your fallback options. Uh, depending on a, on a variety of potential situations, you don't need to plan for everything, but, but go for the, the, the big ones. And you know, at Rogue, we've documented an immense amount of information on the resources page about sources of information on the law, research tools on the internet, technology options—just a whole bunch of stuff. So, and as I've mentioned before, if you go to the upper right-hand corner, the search box when you're in a particular channel will let you search. For particular content, and it'll even it'll even cross-check the other the other channels. So there's a lot there, and then of course it's one of the reasons why I'm going through these these websites on a lot of shows. Um, uh, fourth item: um, recently provided several family members of mine who are younger uh, websites for free stuff and samples. Now I I know this is a loaded item, and, I, and there was a little bit of a chat going on on Discord about this because I posted some links. Uh, on Discord on on Thursday the ninth about one in the morning Eastern time, um, you know you got to be careful about your personal information. You got to be careful what they're asking for you. You got to you know read those check boxes carefully because sometimes the check box is if you check this box we won't bother you. If you do check the box we will bother you. So you got to you got to make sure which one it is uh, because you know a lot of times they're offering you samples because they want they want marketing data uh, and or use that backup email you've got on on yahoo or, or gmail uh rather than your primary uh when they ask for some some way to contact you but i can say over the years i've leveraged uh a number of firms uh procter and gamble's good for this there's a couple of others that they'll send you little things of detergent uh dryer sheets you know the, there's there's an absolute plethora of stuff um so that's that's one way that you can also kind of cut cut some costs uh and stretch things out um Fifth item, uh, mentioned this before about Udemy, the the training website. Um, Are there courses you can take on Udemy? There's there's an unbelievable amount of stuff on Udemy. Everything from like video editing to it's not just IT stuff, but I mean, like project management, uh, how to run small little efforts out of your own home, doing your own books, whatever. I mean, Udemy, it's like some of their, their courses are 50, 60 bucks, but some of them are like 10, 12 bucks. You can also do some, some what I always call the the primers to kind of get you up to speed, um, worth, worth checking out. And then lastly, networking. You know, whether it's on LinkedIn, whether it's on the Rogue Discord page, I've certainly noticed a whole bunch of you on the Discord page talking to each other, asking questions. Hey, do you know where I can find or what have you? Frank over quite or is it us? I forget which. Either us or Frank, I forget, has a page now dedicated to people that are trying to to build a little bigger than normal gardens in their backyard, and what what sort of things do they recommend and how to do that? Um, You know, because we have each other in the months ahead, and I'm quite serious about that. If you've been on Rogue or you're new to Rogue, um, we got quite a community of folks here from from a wide variety of backgrounds. I've always enjoyed having the chance to to have some kind of high level conversations with all of you about, you know, what, what do you do? Where you have been, what you've been doing? I mean, we got people from all around, all around the world. Um, And I'm joking about the following, but Frank made this comment on his show the other day and I reached out to him and I said, is there something I need to know, my friend? What, what's the problem? And he goes, I don't know. I just, I just think we've reached that point that, that uh, I had to go there. So uh, in the spirit of Frank and quite frankly this week, and I'm, I'm, Joking, sort of. Uh, I just want to state to all of you on today's show, uh, I, Veles, am feeling fine and I'm not suicidal uh, in case I meet up with a nail gun or something Um, because that's the world we're living in right now. So from the category of ways to help you, uh, I provided guidance on the Vela's channel Wednesday, June 8th on how to harden your Firefox browser. Now, I know there's a whole bunch of uh, you out there that are like, well, no, I prefer Brave. Well, I prefer this other one. Um, We've talked in other shows. You 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 definitely want to do your best to not use uh, the Google Chrome browser uh, or the Explorer browser or whatever they're calling Explorer these days. but uh, there are ways to to harden your browser. I did watch that video. There were one or two little tweaks in there that I had not done, uh, so those those came in handy. Um, Colombia, the country. Uh, I was talking to V about this earlier this week. Um, we got some serious crap going down in Colombia right now. There's a runoff election in about two weeks, and there's a candidate named Gustavo Petro uh, who may win the presidency. Uh, this gentleman is a Chavez out of Venezuela, influenced leftist and is very dangerous. Um, remember what I've said previously about the goings-on in Bolivia, Chile, and Peru. We've had attempts to influence uh, the elections in those countries, um, That's including Colombia. That's four major South American countries in less than a year. That's pretty significant, and it's a straight fight in Colombia at this point. Now, we've lost Peru and Chile. Um the other thing too is 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 all of these countries are are commodity exporters and I've I've told you all that that private equity and others for months if not a year prior were stocking up on copper or other materials that came out of Peru and Chile and then suddenly both of those countries elect left-leaning candidates which in and of itself is not my issue but as soon as they took office it's like well we got to look out for our own citizens uh we're going to change the terms of exports we're going to use these exports uh mainly for our domestic markets or whatever Th- that's all bullshit yeah. um because yeah. what happened was is the prices globally went through the ceiling and anybody who'd been stockpiling the shit made a killing and of course with bolivia i've talked about this a million times that that bolivia there was an attempt by a small not even a major a small private equity firm out of britain to to literally overthrow the government of bolivia to get their paws on uh, the bauxite. so Bolivia, that overthrow was prevented. Uh, Bolivia missed that bullet by a whisker, but we cannot lose Colombia. Uh, I've been speaking to some folks I know define, in Miami.
1: Define what you mean lose. I need to. I need to better
0: understand what that means. Sure. If if Colombia goes goes left, especially this type of candidate, we could find a whole host of problems. Um, Brazil and Argentina are have been and always are the big kids in South America. And everybody I know in South America said for years that if Colombia got a good head of steam behind it. Colombia could become the dominant economy in South America, and in fact, even kind of set the direction for for what other countries in South America are doing. If Colombia goes goes left, we're going to see well, it's already started. I'll get into this in a moment, but but you're going to see an exodus of wealth and wealthy people and their assets out of the country. Now, a lot of that money is going to come here to the United States. But it's going to mean further destabilization in South America. It's going to mean further impacts to commodities and other things that are needed by the global economy. That means, say it with me, supply chain and cost increases. Plus, we don't, I mean, Colombia for years was battling uh, a group of rebels out in the hills that were kind of keeping keeping the country off balance until they finally were able to, to negotiate a resolution with, with those rebels. Um, we, it's, it's going to lead to further human, human flows of people coming out of the country, uh, other destabilization in other, other parts of South America. So I, we need Colombia to have a rational leader, not, not uh, this, this Goomba Petro. Um, I talked to some folks I know in Miami in the, in the legal and financial world this week about this. And I said, look, give me your, give me your thumbnail. Um, one of them had just been in Colombia two weeks ago. And their comment to me was as they said, "At this point the election's 50-50." but they said things are, are pretty dicey on the street down there. They don't mean like demonstrations and things, but they they said, um, you can feel it." They said it's, it's, it's hanging by a thread right now, so we'll we'll have to see how the election goes. And then, of course, God help us if the vote tallies are, are too tight, and there's accusations of of uh, <laughs> vote fixing. But uh, yeah, it's it's a mess. And uh, you know, and like a lot of things right now, it's not being covered very much in our
1: in our media. Yeah the 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 battle for uh, you know Latin uh, Central South America, whatever you want to label, is 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 very real. Um, It could be the next uh, Middle East. Um, Let's hope it doesn't get to that point. However, we we know on a mass scale, due to how dysfunctional the United States is, that the ability for our government to influence. Uh, those countries is, 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 is unraveling rather quickly. And, and Mexico is a perfect example of that. So we will continue to see Russia, China make massive inroads into those areas, which by far that the United States is not going to like that at all. And we've been able to, to manage it from certain points from either election rigging or, or, or or the, the certain alphabet agencies managing uh, and profiting from the drug cartels. Um, so it'll be interesting. I think that's the next big hot spot to really keep an eye on is is south of the border.
0: Yeah, and it's uh, the other two is the is the is the near countries of uh, you know I, Costa Rica at this point is like an armed camp. I mean, when I was down in Costa Rica, I had people telling me that they're like you know, a bunch of people from Canada, the United States that are are ridiculously wealthy who are like this this joint was bought up in the 1980s. If you didn't, if you didn't, I mean, I know people who are like, well, I got a, I got a nice condo down, down in Costa Rica recently, but as far as control of the, of Costa is concerned, I mean, that, that was pretty tied up a long time ago, but Guatemala's kind of in play. We got a couple other countries down there. Uh, Paraguay is another one that just always seems to have never ending problems, but yeah, it's, we got a lot of commodities that come out of that part of the world. But then the other thing too is, 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 uh, you haven't, you know, it's like a lot of things you haven't lived until you've dealt with, with Latin politics at the Latin level. Um, you talk to anybody I know in that part of the world and I, I know CJ, you, you speak from direct experience, but you know, friends of mine in South America have often joked that they're like, as soon as the Americans or the United States leaves the room, we go back to arguing with each other about, about the stuff we never say when the, uh, North Americans, the Norte Americanos are still in the room. Um, Gerald Salente. uh, there's a lot with Gerald every week. Uh, a couple items of note I wanted to raise with all of you. Um, the first one, and this goes to the inflation thing about fuel prices, um, the higher fuel prices rise, the faster inflation is going to grow. Uh, the impact of energy costs is always felt both immediately and in the long term uh, across our economy and, and globally. He's also pointed out we could have a problem with what he was calling zombie firms. He noted that over 600 of the top 3,000 companies in the United States as of right now, cannot afford to pay the interest payments on their debts. Um, that one, I admit, I was unaware of. One of the companies in question is American Airlines. Uh, record low interest rates enabled a lot of executives. Speaking of what CG and I were talking about a moment ago, enabled a lot of executives to do the easier thing, which was to keep themselves afloat through debt rather than you know the more time-consuming, effective management. Um, this may lead to several corporate bankruptcies as time goes on, especially if interest rates keep going up. Um, consumer spending supports 70% of the U S economy and survey, uh, data right now reflects that 80% of those consumers are saying in the next three to six months, they're going to significantly reduce spending. Um, we're going to feel that, uh, that data point is well known to corporate leaders and contributes to, you know, the reasons about what I said earlier about why they're cutting back on, on employment. The president of South Korea has been sounding a lot like Jamie Dimon and Elon Musk of late uh, in his concerns about the global economy. Um, Also, Salente is concerned about India's economy and the potential for social unrest. Uh, For any of you, I mentioned before a new new service out of India called Republic World, which is pretty good. Um, There's a very flamboyant guy on that show called Arnab Goswami. Um, If you've caught any of Arnab's recent uh, little video clips that he puts out there on the the, uh, republic news website he's been uh, covering a lot of the social frictions that have been going on in india that have been getting rather rather notable of late um salente also pointed out that turkey's situation is getting fairly rough economically so he felt that erdogan will probably start getting a bit more belligerent which obviously doesn't help when nato keeps expanding with new members uh, over over turkey's uh, protests and then Deaf fluid um what do you call it? I mentioned this on last week's show about diesel exhaust fluid. Uh, my thanks to one of our listeners in Australia. Uh, I know we do have listeners in Australia. So hang in there, all you good folks in the down under. Um, I was having a sidebar with this person over the weekend, I think it was. And they were talking to me about the fact that the Australian media uh, is mentioning that they also are low on diesel exhaust fluid, which per last week's show you know, is going to impact the ability to run the, the large trucks that move cargo uh, around. Um, but in Australia, they're blaming the lack of deaf fluid on China, which I found funny. Uh, and that's what our listener and I were talking about because I said that, you know, in the North American case, we're blaming the lack of deaf fluid on Russia. Uh, I love how predictable they are that depending on where you live, they, they pick the appropriate boogeyman for your, for your region. Um, kind of a lighthearted joking topic, uh, that thing about the gold in Pennsylvania and the FBI. Uh, this was the story about the treasure hunters who had been looking for some missing union payroll from the Civil War, believed they had found it, and so they had reached out to the FBI to say, hey, uh, we think we found this, you know, we'd like a finder's fee for for finding this. Um, a judge got involved because the, the treasure hunters were just getting the cold shoulder from the FBI, and the judge had ordered the FBI to turn... The materials over immediately or they were going to start issuing injunctions against the FBI, which was kind of funny because the FBI had told the judge, um, you know, it's going to take us decades to find that data, uh, which is literally what they said. Um, the judge's response to that was, that's very funny. Now go get the data I asked you for. One of the items they turned over about a week or two ago to uh, the, the court uh, and the other side in the, in the case was the FBI had a geophysical assessment conducted by an expert that the FBI paid to come out there and scan the area. The result of the survey that was turned over was that, uh, the expert had found a discovery of quote unquote, some kind of nine ton object consistent with the readings of gold. <laughs> um, the FBI continues <laughs> to, to <laughs> slowly turn over records. Um. Uh, This next one is The World We Knew. Uh, I was amused by the movie reviewers making statements about the second Top Gun film. I did go see it. It was pretty good. Uh, As being a form of of homage to the America we once knew or once Mm. used to be. Mm. And that statement kind of struck me because with the Queen's Jubilee, a number of British commentators have been saying that many in Britain feel that the Jubilee was a celebration of a Britain who no longer exists. And to add further irony to this topic, uh, the Crazy Days and Nights website uh, had a rumor that the second Top Gun movie was heavily financed by Russian organized crime, <laughs> but that the American media and Hollywood don't want to talk about that because this movie is making some serious bank right now, and it's just best to leave that topic alone. Um Speaking of odd from the X Files uh, series, when they rebooted it back in in twenty seventeen from season ten, and I know that this has been been making the rounds on on Discord and a couple other kind of all places, folks have been have been raising what I'm about to bring up. Um, it is kind of interesting that the storyline when they rebooted it in season ten, one of the one of the storylines was that there were things being inserted into human DNA. Who can shut off our immune systems if so desired. Uh, and then they also throw in some, some CRISPR machine uh, elements to that storyline as well. Uh, isn't fiction great? Um, speaking of the southern border, we have another caravan headed to the United States uh, numbering somewhere around 15,000 people who as I zoomed in a number of the photos I found were amazingly well fed with new shoes, cell phones, and debit cards. Uh, many of them appear to be coming out of Honduras. Uh, so that's headed towards our border right now, and we'll see what happens with that. Speaking of that caravan, a couple of friends of mine in the federal world reached out to me to let me know that they are, they have been receiving uh, requests that are circulating in their agencies from Homeland Security for volunteers to help on the Southern border, uh, in a variety of tasks. Uh, they're very keen on finding anybody who speaks Spanish or even knows a little Spanish, Uh, They'll offer you additional pay in addition to your your general services pay rate, um, almost like a form of bonus if you sign up for these programs. Um, They did make sure, which I found funny, to let everybody know that this volunteered time cannot be used as part of your annual appraisal or promotion opportunities. My question was, why did it take two years and why now? Why did it take two years before DHS reached out to because uh, uh, let's I've mentioned this before. Why do, why do federal agencies borrow people from each other? Well, because you're under a heavy non disclosure agreement as a federal employee. so you're not supposed to talk about whatever it was they asked you to do. Um, but' I'm, I'm, I'm amused by why all of a sudden are we throwing this this uh, labor to resolve backups on the border? Is this midterm related uh, or is there more going on here than that? i posted the taxonomy of woke uh it's actually a grid uh with an x and y axes that that goes through uh various woke beliefs and what that means and this that and the other there's a little bit of humor to it but it is worth checking out i posted that on tuesday the 7th um actually breaks down what what these folks uh, variously believe following up on the May 24th program that was the one I did about the ancient world and lesser-known archaeology and so on two things the first is is that I've already uh, created content uh, for the next installment of that topic matter I know I said later in the year which in my lexicon will probably mean fall but it's probably going to be more like in one to two weeks. Um, I've got some I've got some really mind-blowing stuff uh, honest to God I've got I was up late on Tuesday Wednesday night uh, drafting up my notes for this. Uh, it is some killer stuff. You're gonna you're gonna love this. It it uh, it deals with a number of strangely enough um, federal programs that go back to the very early 1980s that were were digging into how does one send a message across 10,000 years. Um, it's it's gonna be some some good stuff. You'll like it. Um, as an awareness on that topic matter, because I had many people reaching out to me on Discord about about that program. That I did. Um, there's a number of very good videos by various authors and researchers in the alternative field available on on YouTube and Rumble. Uh, so so do check those out if that's your thing. Uh, and then I've got two book recommendations, which I'll show on the screen here. Bear with me just a moment. Uh, boom! 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 CJ, do you see it?
1: Yep, I got it right here.
0: Okay, very good. So I posted this on, on Discord. Just a reminder, this is the first book. There's two different books I wanted to recommend. And they're uh, compilations or a series of essays, which is kind of good because as you can see on the screen here, um, they, uh, they've they got a whole bunch of authors in one spot. And so you can kind of get a feel for whether or not you like that that author or you don't like that author. This is the other one, which was the disinformation guide to ancient aliens, lost civilizations, etc., uh, by Preston Pete. This is this is also a good one. Um, I recommend both both of those to give those a read. Um, it's got a lot of a lot of good content in there. Uh, from and again, you can you can read a little bit uh, of uh, a particular author and see whether or not that works for you. And if it doesn't, no worries. Uh, but the other thing is they cover a number of topics all in one book, rather than having to, you know, read the whole Graham Hancock book or what have you, you can just read a little bit of Graham or others like him. Um, and Doc Keck, I see you've also got some suggestions down there in the chat board, some victories. Um, the first one is there's a activist group called no college mandates Uh, they're working to stop the requirement at a number of universities for COVID shot requirements at over 1,000 schools in the United States. Um, You can go look look that group up if you want to know more about them or or get involved in what they're doing. The second is on the anti-trafficking topic, and my thanks to one of the folks on Discord uh, who actually invited me to another Discord server by a group called Vets, the number four, Child Rescue. Uh, You may recall one of my prior shows, I covered a CIA officer who's been breaking up trafficking rings uh, by hitting their financial transactions. Uh, This particular group is made up of ex-military who, among other things, work with law enforcement as well as Border Patrol to break up trafficking rings who are bringing kids across the border. Um, The organization is growing uh, and resources like this are improving every day. So. Um, this, this is in line also with the anti-trafficking group. I told you all about a while back, who's out of Indianapolis, uh, who nailed that school official, uh, in Ohio a couple of months ago. So those, those are two definite victories and two, two groups out there that are, are, uh, definitely, uh, helping with, uh, that battle. So I'm going to get into the websites now and bear with me. Because I gotta click the share again. Okay, CJ, can you see my screen? Yep, we're good. Okay, so this first one goes to the you know archaeology topic and so on. This is Daily Grail. Um, They've got a lot of non-traditional stuff they post here. Again, it's an aggregator of news sites. They go by they go by, you know, each day here. The person who runs the site, I'm pretty sure if I recall correctly, they're out of Australia, and their their politics are a little left of center. So you'll you'll find some kind of criticism of stuff in the articles they post. But you know, you've got you've got space, you've got archaeology, you've got esoterica, what have you. Uh, Daily Grail is is uh, a good one if if that's your topic matter that you've got an interest in. The next one is censored news. Now we showed this one on another show, and this is another aggregator of all uh, things alternative, if you will, and it it basically takes the top stories from a number of the different websites that are out there. If you think of of the days when when Drudge Report was still doing its thing, um, so you've got the Epoch Times. Yes, we know the Epoch Times is is kind of connected to the CIA in Taiwan, but you know that said there's still a source of information that, that uh, I find helpful periodically. You've got natural news, info wars, again, <laughs> same same type of disclaimer. Um, you've got blacklisted news, but there's, there's a whole bunch of them here. And some of which you may not have heard of or what have you. But the beauty of this website is, uh, at Censored News, is you don't have to uh, go to each one of these individual sites. You can just come here and go check out whatever you're looking for. Zero Hedge, of course, and then the the uh, you-know-what-hits-the-fan plan uh, for any of you in the prepper universe. Um, Western Journal, who I've kind of started checking them out a while back. Uh, that's that's a pretty good website. And Children's Health Defense, this is Robert Kennedy's folks. Sergeant Report, for those of you who know about, about uh, that particular guy, and the list goes on, Breitbart. Washington Free Beacon, True Pundit—that's Mike Moore. So it's got the top stories from each of those sites, and it's—it's it's a good one if you—if you don't want to have to go scroll through Liberty Daily and what have you, you can just go to—to to go here and at least pick up some of the top, uh, the top sites and what are the top stories on on those. Um, I covered on another show that you could use Google. There's an option in Google. Yes, I know it's Google, um, where you can type in a website or an image and help pin down what was the source of that image, where did it come from, what have you, or, or uh, you know, one of my favorites. Is this an image that's been used by five or six different media organizations all claiming this is a bombed-out building in Ukraine when, in fact, it's Detroit? Um, this is another one to add to your toolkit. It's called PIM Eyes, and, and all of these I've posted on on Discord, but I know that that's kind of a... I uh, have to go hunt and peck and go find, go find where that was. Um, same thing here. You can upload a photo of people or other images. And this website will help you pin down where where did that come from. Now, world insurance news. I've mentioned this on a number of shows. Um, For me, especially when I was working in defense contracting, but even in consulting, one of the types of websites I like to use, this is one of them, is anything the insurance industry uses. Because the insurance industry has zero time for spin. They need actionable intelligence. They need actionable information right now. So this is world insurance news. And you can see here at the top, I know the text is a little small. You've got banking news, mortgage news, finance, investing. I don't even know who has a pension anymore. World debt, business daily, et cetera. And I know the text is a little small. This, uh, this is the website equivalent of the text in the Robert Kennedy book. Uh, so you may have to expand the website a little bit, but there's a lot here. And... um, the insurance industry, now it isn't just like, well, well, I don't really need to know what the uh, the going rate VELUS is for life insurance. That's not what this is. This is a lot of the back data that the insurance industry uses to figure out, are we raising rates? Are we staying steady? Are there other things happening out there that could impact our industry? That's why this website matters. And then Diesel Progress Magazine, um, this one... Um, as the name implies, this is anybody who's using uh, diesel engines, or as they're often referred to in the industry, compression engines. So you got John Deere in the farming sector, you got Cummins, you've got Caterpillar, um, you've got the latest news section. I like this one because it it provides good input on what's going on with folks who provide engines and things for transoceanic uh vessels, uh, trucking and so on, the mining industry, et cetera. It's it's a good site, uh, and again, uh, I've I've read or used Diesel Progress for years. Uh, very little BS. Yeah, there's some marketing in here, but but very little BS. It even covers the elect the the, try- the attempts to move towards electric equipment and so on. Um, Greg Miller at Freight Waves. Uh, this guy is is a lot of the folks I know in the trucking and transportation industry. Uh, they're very keen on his work uh, covers a lot. Again, uh, if it's moving by water or by rail or by land, uh, Miller covers it. And he also, uh, the other thing I like about him is, is he will pick up a lot on what's going on with the mood of everybody from truck drivers to, um, uh, what do you call it? Ship captains, etc., And their, their take on what's going on out there. Another big clearinghouse website is, um, it's basically like for friends of mine, I knew in the defense world, we used to just call this the daily. Um, You have space war, you have space daily here at the top. You have astronaut uh, earth daily, energy daily, China daily, Russia daily, Africa daily. Again, this is another big clearinghouse of data in the energy slash risk world. Uh, A lot of folks in the defense community uh, will use this website uh, robotics daily. Um, but like GPS, if you're into GPS topics, this, the, you know, so it's like they got a little b- bunch of st- God, got a bunch of little stuff here at the top that'll walk you through uh, Mars <laughs> if you're into reading stuff about Mars or space travel or what have you. But this is, this is another one of those, those aggregator websites that once you land on any of these pages, you can then go to the one that matters to you. Maybe you just want to know about the energy industry or whatever it is, or, or you want to know about what's going on in astronomy. But again, it's like Mars Daily and Space Mart. This is, this is everything from low Earth orbit to cargo to satellites to whatever. But this is another good clearinghouse website. Um, International Trade Administration, yeah, I know it's a, it's a federal website. But this is another good one um, where, like the Columbia thing, um, you can have major events going on in the world and no one, not Fox, not CNN, not even Newsmax is talking about it but you want to know or need to know or what have you uh, what's going on there. Again, the trade administration, for the most part, has no time for BS the way the insurance industry doesn't have time for for crap. So um, this is this is a good website to kind of go get a little bit more detail on what's going on in certain, certain countries. Um, the Career Research Library. Now, this is in the category of just helping yourself. Um, this is a whole bunch of stuff on case studies, white papers, et cetera, regardless regarding whatever industry you may be in so you've got finance healthcare, human resources everything from what's going on in those industries to things that may help you perform your job better or what have you uh again it's just a big clearinghouse website uh you may find that may find that handy um this is just for a comedic effect uh this is the u.s house of representatives catering service and so just that you all are aware uh, here's the different cafes at the, at the, uh, you know, for, uh, our elected officials. Uh, but my personal favorite is, is this website's got a lot of detail about having liquor. De- I'm not making this up. Having liquor delivered directly to your offices in DC, uh, COVID be damned. Uh, we will make sure Nancy Pelosi gets her wine. So these were a number of the sites I wanted to, to share with all of you. And that... Yeah, that covers it for me for today. So, CJ, did you have... All right. Nope, talks? nothing at
1: all. Good, good information, uh, Velas. Uh, keep it locked and loaded here, roguenews.com. Uh, you know, thank you, Velas, for awesome content. Check it out. Uh, caught up on requests to our Discord, our Rogue News Discord server. Uh, if you did not get a response, uh, email me again, cj at roguenews.com, and I'll get you the link to join, uh, you know, we, we don't make it a public link, nor do we keep it a permanent link to just join. We do not want trolls joining. So that's why the link that you get lasts for seven days and that's it. We'll resend it. But we don't want something permanent out there that anyone can randomly share with uh, 100,000 people, whatever. Um, I, I say this, uh, just, you know, brace up. I think as we enter this very interesting period that we're witnessing a massive transition to the multipolar world away from uh, the West. I think what we're getting ready to witness is the greatest production ever put together for an election cycle. Uh, last election cycle was pretty good with 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 Trump and Hillary and all that. It was a good production. We're going to witness the same thing coming up with with uh, Biden uh, versus Trump 2.0. Uh, so brace up. There's going to be a lot of disinformation. It's going to be orchestrated very well uh, to keep people plugged in. That's my, my humble opinion. Uh, so brace and get ready for that. And then also uh, this show will be available on roadnews.com and we will be moving Harley for the interim to Mondays. Uh, His Friday's schedule got a little bit changed up. So hanging with Harley will be on Mondays and Vellis. Thank you once again. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Enjoy uh, your weekend and Vellis before we close out the session, any closing thoughts, Vellis?
0: Yeah, just uh, to what you just said, uh, CJ, I, I, you know, I repeat it, folks, because you got like we can't we can't lose sight of this. CJ's absolutely right. You're you're gonna see you're gonna see uh, stuff the likes of which you can't imagine. Uh, I know we're in June now, but man, by the time we get to about because they're they're you know especially in Washington, especially with think tanks and stuff, uh, they always tend to focus on sixty to ninety days before elections. Uh, you know the the famous thing about October surprise or whatever, because uh, the public's attention span just unfortunately isn't that long. So like if a major disclosure came out between two candidates in February, by the time the election takes place in November, nobody's going to remember. So you know as as we go on, you're going to see the pressure building. Uh, you're going to see uh, all sorts of things to distract and confuse and confound everybody. But but yeah, I I joke. But I it wouldn't surprise me if it happened. I mean, we, we are a heartbeat away from them trying to make us believe aliens just landed on the White House lawn. Now, I know there's a lot of folks out there that say, well, the Democrats and the liberals and the Democrats and stuff. You know, My opinion also, uh, we're, we're well past political parties. There haven't been real political parties in this country in years. But there, the thing to me, and I mentioned this on a prior show, that is probably very keen in their minds, Washington is one thing, but they're very concerned about the local level. And I know CJ talks about this often. They're very concerned about people getting more involved at the local level, whether it's it's uh, community boards or city leadership uh, bodies or school boards uh, and local officials at the state level in the House and the Senate at your state level, uh, as well as, as other elected representatives. So, yeah, it's it, it will be like nothing you've ever
1: seen before. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. And, and real quick, I watched it, uh, gosh, it was two or three nights ago I, I watched it and I think you can actually do a watch party and and be able to do it. And, and we may do this for those who haven't seen it, yet, but I, for the first time, was able to go watch um, Oliver Stone's uh, JFK Revisited. And the reason why he did the RFK or JFK Revisited, I think it, uh, it was what, what, uh, was it the, the 50 year, 50 year, uh, remember i can't remember i, for, I forget
0: what the what oh, i, I i've yeah i've got a i've got a reminder to myself to go watch that i yeah. saw a small interview he did on youtube about why he did it and yeah and the other contributing reason was there, there's a lot of new data
1: yes 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 unclassified uh data that i for the first time ever that i had, had listened or, or you know to and and so uh we may have a watch party for that over at the discord uh, i'll figure out how to how to do that and we can we we can watch it but it was Definitely interesting, and and why I go back to that point in history because I think for some reason um, I don't think as a country that we can ever navigate through any type of truth in our republic, our democracy, until we have the truth of that fateful day uh, that that happened. Because the same actors, the same characters that uh, played a part in that are still very active today and so until we understand that and we acknowledge that the lies the deception the corruption will only continue and strengthen so that's 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 my closing comments fellas
0: yeah and i'll i'll uh for those those of you on discord i will post all the websites of the the things i showed and make sure that you can get to those
1: all right excellent uh great have a great weekend everybody yeah have a great weekend and uh we're closing this one out and we will be back on Monday. Have a fantastic weekend. Be strong, stay safe, and we'll catch you on Monday. Thank you, everyone.